Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talk Junkies, where tonight's going to be a very interesting night. Um, we got Johnny, Jesse in the house. How's it going, guys? Good. Fantastic. Good. Great-tastic. Fantastic. Before I introduce our guest this evening, uh, I want to give a big shout-out to Juan Lee, who came on the show on Thursday, a book called Love Made Simple. It's uh, on the, it'll be your guys' right side, kind of on the top. Um, I, <clears throat> he, it was just a very interesting podcast. It's going to be up here soon. Yes, right there, Love Made Simple, Juan Lee. Um, just a very uh, awesome guy, and I want to just really thank Juan for coming on Talk Junkies and uh, just appreciate that. But um, this evening, I think it's very important that we have this type, these types of conversations because when we were outside earlier, I mean, uh, you guys kind of made a good point. Like here in the Midwest, you know, there's really not a community, you know, for you to feel comfortable. I mean, I'm sure it's here and stuff like that. But either way, um, we're going to talk about that tonight. But Daphne, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, sorry, man. It's been a Tuning while. Tuning in. Yeah, Johnny and Jesse haven't been here a while. I'm telling you. I'm are just we live right now? Are we live <laughs> yeah. right now? Yeah, are we live in your basement? That was always your that was always I, your intro before. I screw up the intro every single week. Every single week. But it's how, just a running gag at this point. Yes. Thanks for uh, joining Talk Junkies. Uh, what's going on? How are you doing tonight? Um, I'm doing good. Uh, work this morning. I've been excited for this for a little bit. We've like rescheduled a few times now, so I'm glad to like finally make it happen. Isn't it crazy how the Chiefs can control a podcast? Mm-hmm. Damn it. I'm just kidding. I'm just giving you shit. Okay. You're lucky that's, the Packers didn't control right. it for me tonight. I thought about it and I was like, man, I could bail and watch the Packers play. <laughs> like. But here we are and we and Daphne's here to talk to, uh, talk with us about something very important. Uh, and honestly, and it's I think I mean just tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey and, and where that's headed and then I think we can get to the broader point. Yeah, so I think I'm mostly being brought on the show tonight to talk about being like a, a trans girl, a transgender woman. Um, what would you like to know about it? I kind of like want to throw it back to you guys. What are your conceptions of trans people? Like where, what knowledge are you guys bringing to the table? Uh, as, as far as like that goes, I think the biggest thing with me is just how misconcepted the, the whole thing is. And it's like this, um, it's basically just p- like people not knowing, like, like if people know, you know, know enough. And it, it, like, because they're not around transgender people at all, they have all these judgments. And, like, once you just get down to brass tacks, it's just, like, people like everybody else yeah, kind of thing. So That's trying good. to trying to separate that, that void between the, those people that don't, that have judgments for, um, for ignorant reasons and then trying to, trying to uh, lessen that gap there between the two. I probably did a horrible job. No, I think like it's a big thing. That, ignorance, for sure. I mean, and we're probably yeah. all guilty of it when it comes to this subject, especially. And, um, I'm, I'm like with with you guys. Like, if you don't harm me, and, and, and you know, and, and I don't harm you, like that's the type of uh, like environment I want to live in, or at least the world I want to live in. So at that point, you do anything that you want, and I will respect anyone um, for who they are and their soul. I'm a big person on souls, um, and that's what it's all about. So I guess what I'm kind of curious about is just your journey in general, not necessarily what you're going through. I mean, I know that plays a part in it, but yeah. just your journey to where you are right now. Okay. Yeah. No, um, I always knew that I was like attracted to men. Um, I came out as like a gay man when I was like 14. I guess that'd be a gay boy, not a 14 year old man. Um, uh, but yeah, I came out when I was like in the eighth grade, I think. And I think I kind of closed the box on that I was like I figured myself out I don't have to like do any more soul searching I'm just like a gay dude that's great and then getting into high school I realized that I didn't really like identify much with like a masculine identity like I don't I thought was that really wasn't me 
but I never really thought I was like trans enough, I guess I would say to like go through the whole ordeal of like transitioning. Cause it is like a whole ordeal, like transitioning socially and medically you like do potentially lose like job opportunities and relationships and things like that. So I always kind of shut that away and just didn't think I was trans enough. And then over the pandemic, I was kind of like isolated for a while. Like we all were um, kind of, interrogated what I wanted from life and who I was and at the beginning of this year started like going to therapy um specifically with a therapist who like specialized with like trans uh patients kind of like figuring some stuff out and then started transitioning socially and in May I want to say I started hormones and that's kind of where I am now is there any like role models that stand out to you that kind of like helped you through that process Ooh, I honestly Maybe not. Like, there's a few, like, trans people on Twitter that I follow. But, like, I, I think one of the reasons that it took me so long to transition is because I didn't really have many, like, trans role models. Like, I didn't really have, like, like beyond, like, trans people being, like, the punchline of, like, jokes and stuff and, like, shows and movies, I didn't really have any, like, images of what trans people could be until I got to, like, college. I can, man, I kind of I, I kind of actually like that because I don't feel like celebrities and stuff should be role models. You know what I mean? Like if there's whether it's you know straight uh, straight celebrities, gay celebrities, trans celebrities, all these different things, I don't think that they should be people's role models. Like role models should be people in your life that you find or people if, on Twitter. Yeah, or <laughs> no, even that. I mean, but that's more not that celebrities aren't real, but yeah. more real people, more yeah. grounded people. So there, there's no like big support that that you knew like personally that was like, hey, I'm gonna help you get through this kind of thing or. Um, I think my, my boyfriend was, like, very supportive. I, I kind of, like, early on in our relationship, I, like, he knew that I, like, wasn't really firm on my gender identity. Like, he knew that I, like, didn't necessarily feel like a boy. But he told me early on if we needed to, like, switch up some pronouns or anything, he was always ready for that. And then when I was kind of like, yeah, no, I'm I'm doing it. I am, like, a trans woman. He still loves me and all that, which is great. That's amazing. There you go. Yeah, that's awesome. What's been, like, the hardest part so far, like, through, you know, this process that you're going through? I think the scariest part was when I uh, came out at work, because that is just, like, kind of, like, those are the people I see the most. So, in a way, that's, like, the scariest part. Um, And it was just a lot of people that I'd only known for, like, about a month, because I was only working there for about a month before I transitioned. And I didn't know how how anyone was going to react. I didn't know if it was going to be, like, ostracizing or what, but Nancy, our manager... Uh, was like amazing. I went up to her one morning and said like, hi, um, what can we do about this? Like I'm a trans girl. I'm going by Daphne now. Like where can we go from here? And at our like morning meeting, she like pulled everyone together and was like, this is Daphne. She uses she, her pronouns. Let's be nice and all that stuff. And everyone was like so lovely after that. So that's good. I think like in the service industry, I think that that's kind of like in the Midwest, at least that's where it can be appreciated because a lot, most people understand at least the people that you work with. Because for the most part, I would say through this process, like people that you work with, it's been a pretty good experience. It has been, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that, that takes so much strength to be able to do something like that. Thank you. you I know? appreciate it. It, no, was, that's, it was pretty scary. Yeah. No, that's, I couldn't imagine. I've never, like in my head, I've gone through some anxiety moments in my life. I could only imagine what what that's like, like starting that. Like mm-hmm. Jesus fucking Christ. That's That's got to be like a torment on, on your mind just from judgments of others. You yeah. Know? Because it, that's, you know, we're social beings. We, we care about how we're viewed by, by other people. That's just in, you know, 
human beings nature is you know how we're judged being feared of being ostracized and all that so yeah you know awesome for you for being strong and going through all that thank you i appreciate that but don't you feel like i mean and like what you said of, of course but at the same time aren't you happier now that you're doing this oh 1000 percent. my mental health has like never been better than since i like started transitioning and stuff like i i wasn't really that happy before and i've I can like confidently say that I'm like actually not depressed now, which is a great achievement, I would say. That's huge because always fantastic. a good thing. A yeah, lot of a lot fantastic. of a lot of people will will try and say like, "Well, you are what you are," you know, and it, and you got to get it figured out, and, and no matter what, like you can't change that. But for you, like you're doing this, and you're happier. Like so, for for people to sit there and say that, like that doesn't really make much sense. In my in my, well, opinion. It's, it's also that whole "you are what you are" thing is so. Uh, jaded anyways because they're talking about purely physical like you don't know what someone is mentally you know what i mean which is probably more important than physically honestly like that's what we do everything every day with more is our mind and our thoughts right <clears throat> and you're happier and i'm happier i'm like you're at how old are you i'm sorry i'm 23 23 so to go 22 years of of not knowing and uh, not knowing yeah and being depressed and and not really yeah feeling yourself and then here you are and you're going through this process and boom you feel great yeah and i like i don't know like i always just felt like this massive disconnect between like my mind and my body and like i just never really like really related to the person that i saw in the mirror and i i now i know that that's gender dysphoria but like at the time i like had no idea i was just i thought everyone felt that way and then once they kind of like confronted those feelings i was like no that's not that's not normal. You did, shouldn't feel that way. Did, I was going to say, did you always kind of feel like that? Like even when you were younger and you talked about like, um, you talked about, I think you said when you were in eighth grade, like coming out as a gay man, did you even feel like that back then though? Still with like the gender dysphoria? I would say, yeah, like pretty much ever since like puberty, there was kind of that like disconnect. Like I don't really remember those feelings before puberty, but definitely like going into it, I was kind of like, why? So it was like, you always knew, even if you didn't know yourself, like it was yeah. there subconsciously. And like a lot of like the secondary sexual characteristics that like started developing, like when I started to get like a lot of body hair and like started to get like some more beard action, I was just like, this does not feel good. So. You may have to just bring the mic up a little bit. Sorry. You're, Sorry. you're coming, you're coming in soft. Okay. Hello. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> now with ASMR. <laughs> Um, so generally speaking, um, in America, transitioning, is it, you would say there are more progressive states that, you know, like you said, you were in New York mm -hmm. and you feel more comfortable there. Um, why is that? It, it, um, so like when, and I guess you haven't been to New York, you went there for a week, right? Yeah, I visited recently and I definitely still got stares and stuff, but it wasn't, I don't know. I didn't feel like as foreign as I do when I like wear a dress into like, I don't talk about the town or something like that. Like it's, it's less of a, like we've never seen you before. And it's more like, Oh, there's another one. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it's here. It's just such a, like, like, um, I don't know, a new thing or an unknown. Whereas like in New York, it's like you like are still like, I don't know, a spectacle, but it's not the first time. They've Some seen more frequent like spectacle yeah. and not a, Oh, this is a shock to our system. Exactly. What is happening right now? Exactly. I mean, do you do you come at that mentality kind of with a kind heart of just realizing that these people are fucking ignorant? Yeah, I mean, I would say like it's hard to differentiate because like I I think I look nice when I like go out and stuff like that. So it's it's kind of sometimes hard to differentiate between like when people are staring at me and they're like, "Damn, she looks like really good," versus like, "What the fuck is that?" You know? 
but I still I, I try to just like in my head the way that I I cope is I just imagine that everyone is thinking the the former than the latter. But you're also the process does take a little while, right? Oh yeah. So like if the, the the final stages of it or however that works, I mean you're gonna probably be glowing. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, not that you're not already glowing. <laughs> She's like I already, you know, I already am. <laughs> you know what I, you know what I'm saying though. Like you yeah. ha- you have an end goal of what you want. Yeah. And, and I'm very curious to see how that how that plays out. Me too. No, yeah. it's it. Me too. I hormones. Um, I like I I started in May. Um, so it's only been like what is that four and a half five months. Right. Um, and like some of the like effects of that only start like showing up around like the like three, four month mark. So like I'm just now starting to get some like breast tissue development or then some like fat redistribution and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's weird to kind of be at the onset of like actually having the effects since I've been like kind of like hormonally and socially transitioning for so long. It's kind of rewarding to like see stuff happening. And that's just it's like, gotta be liberating. Very liberating. It's like working out. It takes a, <laughs> it takes a while. Because yeah. I remember when I worked out with you, it's like a month in. I was like, dude, fuck this, I'm done. I'm that, not that's a good way to equate it too. Like if you go to the gym and you lift, it takes time to you know see results, and it's you know. I mean, the body's a very interesting thing, and it can do a lot of different stuff as well. And it does take a long time. Yeah, absolutely. But I guess, like, I mean, I, I think it's crazy, and and maybe not necessarily crazy, but in New York or, or more progressive states, that you you know there's more to offer for people who are transitioning as opposed to places like here in the Midwest where people aren't accustomed to it. So I guess what my goal tonight is, is just to reach those people in the Midwest who don't understand it and look down upon it and say, Hey, like, I'm not okay with that. And maybe we won't change those people's minds, but at the end of the day, you're just another soul living in this spinning rock that we're living on. Allegedly, mm-hmm. in my opinion, spinning rock, but, <laughs> just <laughs> but, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, I want to reach out to those people. And be like, Daphne is Daphne. And Daphne yeah. fucking rocks and is cool as fuck. Oh, thank you. And that's it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. But that's just how I get what you're saying. If you can, if you can, man, that's convi- just how convince, I feel. convince is the wrong word. But if you can even just get someone and, to view it differently, just one person to view it differently, it's like. And it, I think the biggest problem is just exposure. Is yeah. there's just not enough, you know, exposure for people that don't know. Once all of a sudden you experience something. And then you go, oh, man, this is actually how it is. As opposed yeah. to, because whatever is in your head about something before you actually, like, interact with somebody or interact with something new, all, everything in your head, all those inclinations about what it is, isn't what it is, ever. Because that's, yeah, that's my view on that. Uh, up until you actually, like, what is that, like, walk in somebody else's shoes for a little bit or actually spend some time with somebody, mm-hmm. then you shouldn't be forming opinions, you know, Yeah. so heavily. So I guess what my question is, Daphne, is, like, um, what's, like, like, and you're a part of the community now, like, are you involved in it, or how does that work, like, once, that, that whenever you're going through this process? Do you mean, like, broadly the community in, like, the greater Kansas City area, or do you mean, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. trans community? Both, one or the other, either one. Um, I don't know, I definitely, like... I'm sorry. Actually, could you could you rephrase the question? Well, yeah, no, like so, like there is a, like a, a community in Kansas City. I actually don't really or, know many or, other trans people. I've met like a okay. few here and there. Um, I would love to meet more trans people and have like a close group of friends so, there. But. So I guess what I'm my question is, how do we make more people aware of it? And you know, like, and I know that there is like a can't not necessarily campaign, but like you know, like there's like the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I know I've seen it on the news and, you know, they, they have like uh, gay pride months and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and, and it, it includes, you know, trans people as well. 
Um, but um, I'm just like curious, how do we make it more aware? And I guess doing a podcast. I was going to say, I think well. the I think the biggest thing, honestly, is just time and exposure. Time and exposure, because I mean, it wasn't too long ago that everybody was, you know, 80s and stuff. Everybody was super anti-gay and gay people cause AIDS and all this. And it's like, it's always a cultural thing where people slowly over time and generations become more accepting. And I wish, I wish there was a faster way. And I think the exposure helps with that. I think the exposure part speeds up the time process, but it will always take time unfortunately so and sorry jesse before you go i think that like whenever you're trying to get exposure i mean like like we said outside there are in any group there are people who you know you don't really want to show face for what what you're representing um so like just a question for me is like i do have a few kids and like the transition that you're going through now like how would you how would you present that to like parents on how to handle like if my kids were to see you you know and then my daughter were to say you know ask ask the question, um, like, what? how should parents, like, react towards that or even, you know, like, teach their kids? Like, if they ask, like, oh, is that a boy or a girl? Right, right, right. Because kids ask awkward as fuck questions. Exactly. That's what they do. Yeah. I might just be, like, that's a girl. I don't know. Um, well, no, like, no, no, I know. I'm just, like, I didn't know if there was any, like, deeper. I was going to say, I mean, obviously, I don't know and I can't speak for anybody else, but I would assume you just you, – that, that's a girl and you don't even have to go into more detail than that because yeah. it's honestly not yeah it's important. kind of like broadening like our like societal conception of what a woman is i think or what a man is for trans men like i i think that is a pretty healthy endeavor okay i'm, I'm gonna go off on on a different direction talking about the lgbq community is remember do, that t that's that's yeah, the sorry, new part sorry sorry LGBTQ. No, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding that's my, just my him slurring no, that has I know, nothing I'm to kidding, do with I'm, trust me, that's not going to be the first time I fuck up tonight <laughs> on this podcast. Um, is there any, like, backlash um, against from other, like, the gay community or the lesbian community to uh, transgender? Or is just literally everybody super tight-knit and got everybody's back? Because uh, mainly why I'm asking is because I've heard some uh, stuff about bisexuals almost getting um, kind of hated on by the gay community and the lesbian community, like, like pick a fucking side, basically. Kind of thing. I don't know if there's any truth behind that. That's kind of what I'm asking. Is it really that tight knit of group, or is there backlash happening even within that community within itself? That's a very big question. Let me let me let me think. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I definitely know what you mean about like. Yeah, there, there I, I don't know like if you saw thing. anything personally. If it's no, it's just tight knit. No, no, no. I definitely like you. You hear like the trope of like bisexual people. Like it's like a stepping stone. Like I don't believe that i think that that is a phenomenon that has happened like i i definitely know people who like started off saying they're bisexual and then like later came out as like gay um i do think it's interesting one one thing that has always bothered me is that like people think that all men who say that they're bisexual are gay and all women who say that they're bisexual are straight and i i do think it is something to note that people just always assume that men are the object of attraction in both cases which I don't, I don't really know why that is, but I do think it is interesting. Oh wow! When you, I, I never thought about That's that, really but when you add it up like that, I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. They are literally, it's men being the object of attraction in both of those instances. Yeah. yeah as far how as conceited like, of us. Yeah, I was about to say the ego that, Very that's there is yeah, that's that's massive. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I will say like, I know that there is like a certain like. Also, I feel like one stepping away, I feel like it should be, I, I should say this like kind of upfront. I really, I can't speak for like everyone in the trans community. For like sure. I, I like, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 
am talking from like my own perspective and For like sure. all that stuff. So I just wanted to like kind of put that at the fore. The majority of our viewers and listeners know all this anyways, but if you don't, we're, we're all, this is all opinion based. Like, like you just, you just, we you're can 23, all be wrong. right? Like yeah, you're 23. 23. Like what could you, really, what do you know? You still what? have so much more you're learning about me on the know? podcast. <laughs> I have a perspective. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely you do, you know, but yeah. No, but I've heard, I, I have like heard that there is like kind of talks within like some parts of the lesbian community saying that like the, like because there are more trans people now at least who are out and feel safe to come out than there have been in the past. And so there are some uh, lesbians who say like, like it's a problem that like people feel comfortable coming out as like a trans man because it's like, they're taking all the good lesbians or, or something like that. Like that, like essentially saying like, I don't know, like blurring the lines between like being a lesbian and a trans man and saying like all the lesbians are turning into trans men, which I think is kind of ridiculous, but there is that genre of like infighting, I guess is kind of what you're asking about. Okay, yeah, no, I was yeah. I was just curious. Oh, she yeah. was she was a lesbian, but now she's transitioning to a man. Yeah, and that's like a problem because people feel more comfortable to come out. But I I I don't see it. That as should a be problem. a good thing. That's yeah. that's literally the opposite. Like that's a good thing, not a problem. Yeah, but I I'm sorry. I was I was trying to rack my brain for like other examples of that. That's the only one that I could really think of. I gotcha. Yeah, I'm just trying to come up with halfway decent questions. Oh yeah, no, I appreciate it. So how do you feel about, and I have made this mistake several times, and it's never out of, and we even discussed this a little bit on the back porch before we uh, started the podcast. The one thing that I've always had a problem with is it is a, and I do feel bad about it, but it's never out of a place of like discontent or rudeness or anything, but I've made the mistake of accidentally saying like sir or man or guy or whatever, and I will have no problem correcting myself or if I'm corrected, I will net like, I will instantly be like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Blah, blah, blah. But how do, does that, does that kind of thing bother you? And like you said earlier, you can tell the difference. There's a difference in tone, but I mean, I'm sure that's still, even, even when someone doesn't mean it that way, I'm sure it still gets to you. Like, how is that? Just that when, when people make the mistake of like, um, like using the wrong yeah misgendering using yeah. the wrong pronouns or whatever like um i mean i don't love it i will say like in the service industry like i think a lot of people say like excuse me sir like i, I don't know i get gendered a lot in that sense i will say uh kind of just like sidestepping a little bit uh the past like three days have been the first time that i left like not been misgendered at all at work like i've been called like waitress and ma'am and she her and all that stuff but nice. like all my tables over the like past like three days. And I don't know if that's because like my tits are getting bitter, bigger <laughs> or if I like, I don't know what it is, but that helps. That, but, that'll <laughs> help. that helps. <laughs> but yeah, so that's just on a, a quick aside about that. But, um, I, I definitely don't like it. Like when people, uh, misgender me, it, it's, it's something that I, especially when it's like, it's when it's like the customers, I, I know that they like don't know my whole story. Like a lot of like my coworkers do. My coworkers really don't misgender me much though so Every- I, I and to speak to what you said I, I did i think twice in one day and i don't know if you caught it and i felt like in my head I catch it every time okay <laughs> in my head though like Keeping i tallies like, dude i Keeping felt tallies. and or, daphne i felt like extremely like inside i'm like um, like like it like it, it made me think the whole time whenever i was working so like Aww. like what johnny said i'm like like when i when i accidentally it was an accident and it, it does take time in my opinion um yeah. Because I, you know, I knew you before. I, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I mean, and and honestly, I call everyone man. 
I call all the girls. Man I was going to say that's that's the other thing with I do, me. Uh, I, do, do, do that. I, I, I say I say man to to women all the time. Yeah, like, yeah I, I, just bro, I use bro a lot. I use bro a lot. I, call I really like don't to, mind like dude, like to girl, girls. Man. I'll be like, and that's but it, but and I was like, in all fairness, like that's literally what I say to everybody. Yeah, and I know that I was more talking about like the specific like sir, sir and, like and literally yeah. like he him all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Even this conversation is bringing up something that happened to me in the in the fourth grade, and I have a, a gender neutral name. Uh, being Jesse and I remember we were like reading like from a book and like the teacher called out like Jesse it's her turn now and I remember the whole class fucking this is so weird I have not thought about this in fucking forever but it was like fourth grade and I was like called a girl and I felt super fucking embarrassed like that I was like being called and being called a girl yeah, you know? no one oh, likes it's, Jesse's, it, yeah. it's her turn I was like oh man that's like is any have you guys ever been called yeah, before? there's a lot of there's a lot of women named Johnny. I don't, I don't know. Was, was it not to say that I know anything about the experience that you're going through, but just tiny, like not even drop in the bucket, like a microdose of it. Yeah, like just oh, I, I felt like really like fuck. I'm not a chick. Like God damn it. Like you asshole. And then I called my teacher mom afterwards, and you know, no, I mean, no, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. No, no but. Yeah. So what just, are your, what are your thoughts whenever so like going through this process what are your thoughts whenever you see like uh someone transitioning into sports. So like um you had it recently in the Olympics where there was a weightlifter who was a man transitioning into a woman the process had already, had already been done and they were a power weightlifter or in like the UFC like we talked about earlier. Like what are your thoughts on that? And I know there's a lot of controversy around that subject. Yeah. And uh, just a a quick like language detail I might, I might just say like a trans woman, not like a, a man transitioning to woman. Just trans a, woman, okay, yeah, cool. Just like Thank a trans you. woman, or like yeah, yeah, stuff like that. But cool. Um, uh, but I am fully fine with trans women competing in women's sports. I I think that there is like natural variation in body size and musculature across like trans and cis people all the time, and I don't think that it should take um the like rights of cis people being threatened to give trans people rights, but it's not great for cis people either for like trans people to be banned from sports. If you look at like the two Namibian runners who were like banned from the uh, 400 meter dash in the Olympics this last year, because they like naturally had higher levels of testosterone in their blood just because of their like natural body chemistry. It is a a dangerous precedent to kind of say like the like people's bodies are like an unfair advantage, I would say. Sports is a weird gray area for, for this whole thing. A lot of it's you entertainment, know. though, sports. Yeah. but I mean, I mean that's like, all sports are, is yeah, entertainment. True. Well, I mean... Com- but I'm just curious, like, when you're stepping in the ring with a trans woman, and you say, like, they have, like, higher uh, levels of testosterone, like, do... What I'm, I guess what I'm asking is, is there, like, what, what happened... And I, and I guess it could happen in any facet. Like, an, you know, a woman could kill a woman as opposed to a trans woman killing a woman, right? I'm just saying, is there that... Is there... Is, it could be more deadly, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. That's a weird way to put that. Well, I mean, I don't like, know how you answer like that I said, question, a tra- Daphne, like, after like a, that. Like a trans woman in Good UFC, luck. like a trans woman in, <laughs> in UFC is just bashing, bashing that, you know, and like the, so. Oh, so basically, what you're getting at is males are naturally more more violent, testosterone driven things. Even though I have a couple of exes that might <laughs> like try. To I, I mean, if that, we're using but, generalizations, like in general the the male um whatever 
biology or whatever is better or more fit at certain things and the female biology is better or more fit at certain things yeah and when you bring it's that probably, into sports do you have a disagreement with, with i do with disagree but okay. i want to hear you guys out um so to finish what i'm yeah uh that i think that biologically there is a there is a a difference there because you're talking about testosterone levels and all these things and whatnot. And then, so, and I don't have an answer. That's the thing. Like you said, it being a gray area when it comes to sports, I've never stood on one side of that fence because I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't have a good, I don't have a good answer. And I'd like to say that most of the time I'm most, the majority of the time I'm unbiased or open-minded at the very least. But the fact that I can't side with either way as I mean is kind of a bad example of that because I should be able to be like oh everybody can compete and do whatever blah blah but I can't even say that because I feel so gray on that area yeah no I mean I would I would I'm not sure which um fighter you were talking about earlier uh that like apparently like beat the shit out of this like cis girl um but I don't know I just there's one like kind of story that I think is kind of funny of um I think she's a boxer. I'm not quite sure what... I, I know nothing about sports. I think that's a good disclaimer. But um, there was one, I believe, a boxer named Elena McLaughlin who, um, uh, she's trans, and she was up against this, like, cis woman. Um, and a picture of them, like, right before their fight was kind of circulating on the internet. And Elena's, like, a shorter trans girl. And then, like, this, like, cis woman that she was fighting was, like, 6'4 or some shit, like, very tall. And, like, all the comments were, like this is so unfair. Like that trans woman is like so much taller and so much oh, and bulkier. They, they literally and have it backwards. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, if we're talking about like, it's just natural variation of like people's bodies. I don't like, I don't know. Like when you get into like, what is an unfair advantage? Like Michael Phelps has like weird, like long ass fingers and shit. And he's still able to compete. I just, You're I don't talking know. talking more on like a genetic level, just being genetically like gifted to do Superior. a certain sport. Exactly. And so I'm kind of like, like if like a, if a trans girl has like, some extra strength. I think she should use it. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 that is why I brought up those two Namibian runners because like they are cis women, but they had like not like higher levels of testosterone. I'm gonna sound like a piece of shit. Can you tell me what cis is exactly? I know. I've oh heard yeah, that no, we can do like a terminology corner for sure. Um, yeah, just but, I was yeah. gonna say actually after this, I'd love to do just a terminology thing in general. It'd be nice because I'm not educated enough on yeah. all the. Oh for sure yeah so like, um, cisgender is when like your gender that was assigned at birth like matches your identity. So like, like I'm barring a revelation, I'm guessing you three are like cisgender men. Um, so like, it's just like, if, if you're <laughs> Bar barring a revelation, yeah, like um, uh, but yeah, so if you're like someone who is like identify as a man and you like have a, a penis and all that shit, then you'd be cisgender. And if you're a woman who identifies as a, like, I don't know, like that, you, you get it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah it's okay. cisgender so and transgender does, are like opposites. Does cis not imply straight then? Uh, no, so we're like, th this is kind of getting into like gender identity versus uh, sexual identity. So like okay. cisgender is like, like gender and then like heterosexual is like who you're attracted to. Man, I, okay. I, I always thought I would like, I legitimately thought cis implied like, sexual orientation as well i didn't well, know like, that. i legitimately didn't know that like i like my boyfriend is like a cis uh gay man gotcha yeah 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 Fair any other like terms you guys don't know about like probably does anyone no, know probably what non-binary means <laughs> non-binary no i i, I mean okay. i I've, I've heard that before gotcha but it no, you can, you can yeah, yeah. go for it. Cause okay, I was yeah. wrong about yeah, cis. Go, go so gotcha. Yeah. No. So like people who are non-binary, um, they don't really identify with like 
either end of this like gender spectrum because like a lot like I do believe uh, that gender is a spectrum um, and non-binary people identify somewhere on that that is not at either end. So then they're like non-binary trans people who like um, do like transition and stuff, but even if they like transition to like feel better in their own bodies, they still don't like really identify as like either end of the spectrum. They're not. Male, that makes sense. They're not male or female. Yeah. They're just them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like that's when like like not all nine non-binary people use like they them pronouns, but that is like kind of a gender neutral. Do you guys like under do you guys understand like they them pronouns and stuff like that? Like is that like something you guys have come in contact with much in the past? You said they them? Yeah. Like a singular person using they them pronouns. I, I've heard of I, it. I ha- I mean I've heard of it, but I have not come across it. Got you. So specifically, what do you mean whenever when when you go into they them? Um, so those are specifically for like non-binary types of people. Well, that's kind of what I was saying. Like, there it, it's not all non-binary people use like they them pronouns, but like that is something that like they tend to do. Um, but it is just someone who doesn't want like because they don't identify with either like end of the spectrum. They would rather just not really use the the gender identifier like. So, the, so for me, like that would be tough. Like when you're out in society and there's like 320 million people in the United States, like how, how, how do we get to a point where people are saying they, them, like, uh, do you change the whole language at that point and you get rid of he, she, or her, him type of thing? I wouldn't say so. I mean, I, I tried to like use they, them until I like know what someone's like preferred pronouns are. Um, obviously like there is like still slip ups and stuff, but it's pretty easy, actually. I, I feel like you'd be surprised by how often you use they, them as a singular pronoun. Because, like, if someone, like, leaves their jacket in a room, you might be like, oh, someone left their jacket in the room. Like, their jacket. Like, they left it. Like, you don't know whose Not jacket it is. her so. jacket or his jacket. Exactly. Like, it is it is a pre-existing function of English. I remember us talking outside about, and we were talking about Midwest hospitality and stuff like that, and saying sir and ma'am and everything and you brought up a valid point of that you actually kind of disagree with that and that that shouldn't do you think that uh going forward in time as culture advances and we get more progressive and things like that that really people should kind of lose that mentality that people should stop um oh how are you doing today sir or it like you know uh, just should we stop using those kind of pronouns when first meeting someone i try to Okay. Like, I, I, I don't really say sir or ma'am very often. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, exactly. It's like if you're saying, like, thank you, it's a, you're already being polite by thanking them. You don't need to be like, thank you, sir. So I'm curious, is that is that specifically because of what's happening and what's coming to light with uh, people who are transitioning and people who are non-binary? That's, I mean, because everyone is on on this journey together, so let's try and make it more comfortable for everyone. Or is it just something like, you know, like, hey, like you said, let's just just what's the point in general? Or is it just something that we were taught just to say, hey, sir, hey, ma'am? Well, I was going to say that's what Daphne brought to my attention earlier that I never thought about is you're 100% right when you say that you actually don't need sir or ma'am to show any kind of sign of respect to someone. That's true. You can respect them without that. Yeah. That, I would agree. No, I, I'll agree with you too. It's just then you have this cultural thing like growing up that this was this is what's polite to say kind of shit man and there was lots of like, stuff ingrained in our parents that was wrong too though oh yeah. absolutely no the same people that were telling me to say yes ma'am and no sir you know are very homophobic people 
you know, and I had to like overcome that as far as my upbringing goes and, you know, like realize what's actually, you know, going on in the world and, you know, stuff like that. But I don't know. I guess everything's, everything's a process, I guess. Yeah. But And I just think about like when I was younger and was like taught to like say, thank you, sir. And please ma'am and all that stuff. Like I never really did it out of like respect it was more of like avoiding punishment if I didn't say it because like my parents would be like why didn't you say sir I mean I'm like well they didn't hit me that that was just a uh, emotion with my hand um <laughs> my parents are lovely um but like I don't know like I was I feel like a midwestern politeness culture it, it is like pleasant on its surface but when you get into the nitty-gritty of it I feel like I was I remember being like anxious like when my parents would like drop someone off after school or something because I'd be like oh please dear god let them say thank you for this ride because like if they didn't then I'd be like I would get like an earful of like your friend is so rude for not not saying saying thank thank you you. and and I feel like that's so much of like politeness culture in the midwest is like it's not so much like actually like I am thankful for this it's more like here's a thing that I have to do and then I mean there's nothing I I agree with you for part of it but I also am like there's part of me that disagrees because I, I do believe that, like, when I'm when I'm saying that, like, when I when Savannah gives us a ride and I say thanks, that's a genuine thank you. Like, thank you for taking time out of your day to do this thing for us. Like, it's it's not just out of, oh, I have to be polite right now or whatever. It's it's genuine and it, genuine courtesy. It's not yeah. coming from the like the depths of your heart, but you're like truly. But like, it's thankful. still genu- yeah. genuine. It is a real like appreciative, especially if I say. If I use the word appreciate, I end up doing that at work. When I use the word appreciate, unlike yours, because I know how you use it, whenever it's, I say it's tone that, of voice, that's tone of voice of me. That's like, like really the most genuine I get with thanks. Is like if I if I say I appreciate something, that's even more so than a thank you coming from me. But well, I I think you're right though because when you specifically talk about that, like whenever I'm bartending and I don't and the regulars come in a lot and then I don't know their names, I'm like, hey, how you doing, love? Or like, hey, what's going on? I don't say. Oh, like, you use you, terms of endearment. Well, I mean, like I can't. See, people? I don't. I don't hold do on, that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Fuck that shit. Bro. No, the worst thing you can say to <laughs> a, that the, shit. The worst thing you can say to a thirty or forty year old woman is, "How you doing, ma'am?" Which I don't do. So what do you do? Hey, how you doing? Yeah, actually, I just say, "Hey, what are you drinking?" <laughs> yeah, I try and be a little more like just like, "Hey, love, how you doing?" I mean, I don't, I don't know, but I mean, like, like I, I can see where That's you're coming from. Whenever I definitely, I don't you, use, you I don't love? use, I don't use terms of endearment with strangers, and I never have. With with women, yes. I, I never. That's creepy, Paul. Yeah, it's That's not creepy. at all because you're making I mean, that money though. You're damn right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like I said, I've learned by saying "ma'am," it just gets you in trouble. I think, I, th- I think at best, what you're really getting at is you need to read the room, kind of thing. Yeah, and you can realize when maybe like "yes, ma'am" or "no, sir." depending on who you're interacting with can work, you know, because you have to deal with so many cultural divides that, that happen within America. I'll be honest though. Like I've almost like even just saying, sir, like of course growing up, I, that was something I was taught, but just like within the past couple of years, it's like, I barely even use it and I don't want to use it because when I say like, sir, to someone, I'm like, Oh, this is like an elder. And like, there's so, you know what I'm saying? See, I say, sir, to a lot of people, I, and once again, it's just the way I was, I was raised and I grew up in that culture. I say, sir, to people who are younger than me, like our expo today. No, I do. Our expo. Thank That's a bad example, but I do. I end up saying, sir, to pretty much any male that I'm actually like thanking for something, but I was raised that way. And I always have, that's just how I've talked. What I was going to say, if like I, our, our expo's if, name is William, he's like four years younger than me. And he'll hand me something. I said, 
You know, I'll either, sometimes I, sometimes it's like, Hey, thanks boss. Hey, thanks man. Sometimes it's thank you, sir. I don't know if I'm waiting on a table and there's like some 70 year old dude that comes in with his Vietnam war veteran fucking hat on asking for the 10% discount and everything. I'm going to say, thank you, sir, to him because he's military. He's military. That's going to fucking work. Now, if I have a bunch of teenagers coming in, it's going to be bro, dude. Oh, no, same, same, 100%. All that shit, it's it's all dependent on who I'm interacting with, and hopefully that I'm getting, like, my scope of who I'm interacting with. That's that's who I verbally, you know, I'll I'll verbally say, like, different shit. Like, I don't know. It's like a read-the-room kind of thing for me, at least. Yeah. I don't know. And I try to do my best. So, uh, so it just the general consensus is, is like th- you think that that's what we should move towards. Is just like kind of just shaping, not necessarily shaping, but changing into that type of society where we don't use he, she, him, her. I it's, think it was, it's probably not as important. Yeah, I mean, like, it, like you come in, like you come in with a group of other girls, and your server goes, "Hey, ladies, how you doing tonight?" Like, like a little flirty. Like, mm-hmm. does that not work a little bit? Like, oh, yeah, as far as tips like go, that. I mean, I like it. Yeah. Um, See, but they, like, you know, yeah. he's reading the room, like but, reading the room a little bit. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. It, it's it's all very great. I I think ideally, yeah. I I I try to stick with. I mean, I, uh, you're saying like a world without like he and her pronouns. I like once I find out that someone uses like he him pronouns or she her pronouns, I use those. I just think it's more like strangers when I don't know them. I try to like keep it keep it nooch. You especially know? because never assume. Especially yeah. because of. What what you've gone through? Yeah, exactly. So, so like the amount of you times know, I've been called sir at work is just ungodly. So I just don't like. It makes I you fucking to, feel old too. I hate yeah. being called sir. Like I'm 30 years old and busters will call me sir. I'm like, yeah. no, dude. Like I'm gonna go home and smoke more weed than you and play more video games than you right now. I'm just not living in my fucking parents' basement right now. Like, don't call me sir. How's your 401k doing, <laughs> yeah. sir? I know. Like, oh. I know. I'm starting to get called ma'am every once in a while, and it's it's just it is it is strange to be called ma'am of all things. But I do. I prefer it to sir by a long shot. But just oh, either yeah, one, sir or me, I was kind of like, I'm 23. You ever just like, oh, yeah. yeah you're goddamn I know. Right. I'm yeah. whenever, like, <laughs> like whenever regal, people. Like a little regal sense comes in there. Yeah. yeah. Whenever people gender me correctly at work, I'm like, I will give you the best service ever. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's great. But I, th- I think that's just a, it's going to take time. It truly is because we're, we've been set in our ways for such a long time. And, and, and not, it doesn't have to take a hundred years or anything like that because people can change fairly quick. Mm-hmm. And especially for me knowing you, and, and it, things change very quickly, and here we are. And I think that that could apply to anything in life, especially when we're talking about these types of things. Things can just happen fairly quick. I'm talking months. If you, obviously, it's not going to happen in months. But you know, for me, it changed pretty quick because I'm understanding. What's up? Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. That's true. Whatever. <laughs> can I uh, change the subject just a little bit here? Yeah. Do I got it. a question. Um and I know that th- this is probably a slightly touchy subject that at any point, feel free, cut me off, whatever. Shoot. Um, and I'll t- try to make 0% of it personal. But in in general, what? because I don't know enough about this, what is the thing with dead naming? Yeah. Um, like, h- how do you mean? Like, what? I, I guess because I could... Like, why does it, I, why is I it could, painful? Or? So, yes, I can understand understand or sympathize or empathize on whatever term it is i can sympathize with someone being dead named but i can never grasp how actually harmful it is compared to what i've read about it you know what i mean i've read i've read articles about like how actually like harmful it is to people or how much they really truly dislike or despise it but i've never been fully able to like 
grasp that or comprehend that. So I'd like the opportunity to ask someone who's unfortunately had to deal with that. Yeah. Um, I honestly, when I first started transitioning, like socially, especially like at work, I was in around my family, pretty much around anyone when I was first transitioning, I was pretty understanding when I got called my dead name because especially with like my family, they've known me for like 22 years as my dead name. So like switching over to Daphne, I, I, there's definitely a grace period. Well, I was going to say, can we explain what, for the people who don't know what dead naming is? Yeah. So like I was not born with the name Daphne. Um, when someone dead names, your dead name is the name you were born with. Previously. Um, so yeah, when someone dead names you, they call you your previous name. Um, but yeah, so when I was first transitioning, I definitely had like a lot of like grace with like being called my dead name and all that. Like I, I understood that it is a process. Um, at this point I get called that name like very, very infrequently because like everyone in my, like everyone pretty much knows me as Daphne now. Um, so whenever I do get dead named it, it, it just kind of like, it's a, it's a shocker, I guess. And it's kind of like, I spent so much time like kind of building up who I am now and there really is like the sense of transformation that I feel both internally and externally I guess um so when I get dead named it's almost as if they say like I still see you as how you were before as who, who you, you were, were and not who you identify as and want to be yeah or even or just like who are, I am now. who you yeah. are sorry right. yeah no no worries it, but yeah th- that's that's kind of why it, I I find it harmful or, like, why it, it kind of sucks. Like, my, my dad really struggles with that still. So, like, that's one area that I hear it a lot and why it's uh, sometimes a challenge to, like, spend time with him because I get dead named pretty consistently. I was just... That was always a subject that well, I mean, interested yeah. me because I, I, I didn't even know what dead naming was yeah. until literally a few months ago. Had never even heard the term before and learned about it. And then, for whatever reason, down the YouTube rabbit hole or the internet rabbit hole of learning about it. And I was like, Oh, this is actually really interesting and intriguing. I just, I never, I've never had to deal with that. So I couldn't process that. Like, like why, why it, it would be so harmful. Yeah. There are people with like no gender or sexual things happen that just change their name. Like legally yeah. that, that, that shit happens. Like, yeah. but I'm bet you know? that they're not as offended or oh, okay, offend, okay. offended isn't All even right. the right word. It's not as harmful using their old name as it would be for someone who is truly now identifying as the person they are. Yeah. Like, I think for me, like, what goes through my head or, like, what, like, the, like, lived experiences whenever I get dead named is, it really is just, like, a sense of, like, I still see you as a dude. You are a dude to me. And you will, like, I don't know. It just kind of, like takes me back to square one almost and that's uncomfortable and for gotcha. it's long and long away in the process you're in that's basically what that implies exactly and that is kind of why i said like initially i was kind of like oh i get it like you know i'm i'm, I'm only like a month on hormones or whatever like i i get that but like at this point it is like come on guys we get with the program yeah yeah 100 yeah, percent. can only be understanding for so long before it's actually just offensive yeah right? exactly I think like the the biggest message is like and, and now I've just kind of started to realize it like about just this whole podcast is the the best thing that's happened throughout this whole process is you're happy. You are happy. Daphne is happy. That's it. Like to 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 be in this journey in life and to be happy that's hard to do. And and you were there. It's and really not, hard to do. And not to say that you're 100% happy and you've found the golden light and you found the holy grail, but you are finally happy and and 
to to be, not be happy for 22 years or 21 years, that sucks. And I feel bad that you had to go through that. Mm-hmm. But you finally found happiness, and that is fucking badass. Yeah. That is you. badass. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're more blessed blessed than a lot of people because there's still so many people that can't even find themselves, even outside of you know like gender or anything. Like people just struggle trying to be closer to who they actually were meant to be, kind of thing. And and you're you're really doing it. So oh, nice. for you. I was, I was gonna say I can't I can't imagine the strength <laughs> it would take. I would have a hard time to my friends being like, hey guys, I'm really into feet. Like that's my thing. I would have a hard time with that. Let alone like. Actually, so many jokes on. lined up for that. If you came out that you were in defeat, <laughs> <laughs> so many jokes lined up. But that's the thing; like people forget, it's like we're all trying to pursue happiness. Like, that's, but that's what we all that's want. So minimal, yeah. though, compared to like. But it's not what when you're you li- going through. Like, that's such a different. When you live a whole life of not being happy, and I'm sure you've had happy moments throughout the way, but they're probably a lot less than what what we've had. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's and, just people lose sight of just understanding that someone's just trying to be happy. And once you're, you you find that and they can't respect that, like, I just can't get on board with that. The pursuit of happiness, right, is yeah. so important. It's not like, oh, everybody's guaranteed happiness. You're, you're, you should be able to pursue happiness. But the people that are hindering that, like, you can go fuck yourself. 100%. Like, yeah. For preventing preventing that pursuit, basically. Yeah, no, totally. That's Super what... un-American, by the way. Super <laughs> fucking un-American. Un- unhuman. In general, I guess. Yeah, no, you're right. It should just be a human thing, not just an American thing. But that's well, why, like, I find, like, legislation that, like, is actively barring, like, trans people, trans youths from, like, getting access to, like, hormones and transitioning and stuff like that. Like, they don't really realize the impact of that because it's it seems almost as if they would rather have, like, rather than having, like, happy trans people, they want, like, dead cis bodies um, so that's, I, that's they want huge. their perf- they want their perfect world and the way they see it, and they and don't it, want their boundaries. Hold on, hold on. So, so this, this is a really big and touchy subject, and I'm I'm glad you brought it up, Daph. Um, so specifically, there there's legislation in some states that are going to allow kids at the age of what, like nine or ten, to make that type of decision, mm-hmm. and and you're okay with that. I am okay with that. Yeah. So when you were that age, you didn't know that you wanted to be a trans woman, right? Or did you? I'm, so, I'm that, sorry. I'm not. I don't. I don't. Again, cut me no, off. If I'm going yeah. too deep. No, it's okay. Um, I think that if I had the um, role models that are in the media today when I was young, or if I wasn't in an environment that actively preached that like queer people were like of the devil, then I might have had that insight. Um, but also, like trans people come about self-discovery so many ways so i personally didn't but there are countless trans people who like realize that they were trans at a young age and yeah i I support them is that like a going trend for for trans people is that they knew at an early age or was it um like basically whenever uh like puberty kicked in and then that's when they that's that's what i was just gonna ask i didn't want to sound super ignorant but i was this is a really this is just my own ignorance shining through. But is it even possible to know before puberty? Because your your entire like, but it has nothing to do with sexuality. You're just talking you're about right, gender right. identification, which yeah. is way different. Which mm. is so misconstrued, you know, as far as like mainstream views on it, that sexuality and gender identification are completely yeah. separate, separate um, things. I think that there definitely are trans people who realize that they're trans before they start puberty. But I think a lot of them do kind of realize in that moment. Like I said, I kind of like started to 
have that discomfort with my body when I was going through puberty. Um, but yeah, in regards to like um, gender identity and sexual identity, they are different. I do think that they kind of inform each other because like if you think about like the aspects of homophobia or like the aspects of like homosexuality, sorry, um, that are like antagonized, it really is like when it comes to like femininity, like the aspects of... Oh, you're playing with Barbie dolls instead of action figures. Exactly. So I, I mean, I, I feel like there is like an interplay between like gender identity and sexual orientation but I don't know maybe that's a topic for another day because that's kind of like a <laughs> whole deep dive but gotcha. um yeah no there are definitely people who like realize that they're trans before puberty interesting I just I didn't know once again my own ignorance shining through I didn't I didn't even think of that as being possible I yeah. guess no a lot of children have that kind of foresight I wish that I had I um I'm very happy that I uh came to um discover that i was trans when i did um but one of my like bigger regrets is like not like realizing when i was like young or like before puberty because like transitioning when you're like if you start like puberty blockers and shit when you're like just going into puberty like you it the effects of hrt hormone replacement therapy is like insanely different so it's more it's like, like is it more f- effective or yeah, yeah like I, I don't know i kind of think of like puberty especially like male puberty as like this like thickening or widening or something like that um and that is kind of irreversible like i like if you look at um like when trans men uh transition it's very easy or not i shouldn't <laughs> that's overstepping but um the actual effects of HRT are pretty immediate for trans men because testosterone is like such a powerful hormone. So like their voices drop like pretty immediately. Like they, um, their like musculature and facial hair and all that shit changes like pretty rapidly. And then like the effects of like testosterone blockers and estrogen, which is like what I'm on as a trans woman are much more gradual and like happen over time. And for instance, my voice won't like naturally get higher like like that's not really like that kind of thing is like what i'm talking about like it's kind of irreversible so if you like start on puberty blockers when you're like young then you never have to like voice train which is what i would have to do to get like a higher voice or have like a laryngeoplasty which is like a surgery where that's like minorly invasive to actually like affect your vocal cords themselves. i I was gonna ask about that if that's only like a actual like if that's separate from hormone therapy if the only way to affect like voice or something like that is with actual, yeah, I shouldn't say actual surgery, but with like yeah. invasive surgery. Yeah. So it's, it's not as invasive as it used to be. Like if you look at like, um, laryngoplasty is like five, 10 years ago versus today, like it used to be uh, much more invasive, but now it's like more of like a laser job, but it is still pretty. And it's, it's like, you still have some recovery time. It's, it's just hard to, to wrap your, wrap your head around that type of subject because so many people have kids and, um, so, and, and again, it's the culture that we live in and people are set in their ways, but I think you have to like, really like look at it from the point of view of like, try and remember back when you were like that age, like 10, 11, nine years old and where you are in that moment and knowing that you're knowing what you are. Like I, in my mind, I knew I was a boy and, um, I could never grasp the fact because it didn't happen to me. The fact that maybe I wasn't comfortable being that. And maybe I didn't want, want to transition into a woman, be a trans woman. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have to go through that. Um, so for, I guess what I'm saying is like to be that young and to know it at that time. Like to me, that like, I don't, I don't know. Like I, at first I'm going to be honest before we had this, this, this talk, I was all against 
uh, hormone, hormone therapy for people at that age. But if you're that age and you're going through that type of thing, who am I to say that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It takes a lot of awareness on the parents. Yeah. Aspect mm-hmm. For to sure. Be able yeah. To realize that and being able to have that communication with the kid yeah. of being able to recognize those things. Yeah. But I mean, and, and also, I guess this comes into play, but is there a lot of situations that you've heard of or are aware of of people wanting to go back to... Like retransitioning? Yeah, retransitioning, yeah. Um, I mean, it happens. Um, it's few and far between, I would say, but it, it's not, not a thing. Um, I kind of think it falls into two categories. One, being someone who's made an honest mistake, and that sucks and they may have like jumped the gun um and then there's people who uh, for whatever reason are not in like a safe enough environment where they because like i like i said transitioning is a pretty big ordeal and so once people like they like might have the awareness that they are trans but they like aren't in a environment where they're safe enough to do that and then retransitioning can happen yeah but it's it's kind of forcefully but they don't want to but it happens yeah it's it's not as common as you'd think. Though. Do you feel as though those people are doing it just for the attention? Like, like I don't aspect? think so. I mean, I, 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 I genuinely don't think so. Like, as far as like, it, like if you're getting to the point where you're like, like it's not easy to start hormones. So if you like get to the point where you're like actively like taking hormones and stuff, and you're doing it for like the attention, I think. What's that, that like on a daily basis? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah. Like, no. What, what's it like taking hormones? I can tell you my regimen. Um, I take spironolactone and finasteride, um, spironolact, they're both pills. Um, and those are the, um, testosterone, uh, suppressants. Um, spironolactone is actually a pretty versatile drug as well. It's like used a lot for like blood pressure medications. It's for like skin, skin issues as well. Finasteride, um, is honestly for my hair. Cause I have like a little bit of like a, um, recessive hairline so that can actually like push your scalp forward a little bit um Man, which I, is, I need that <laughs> get on it baby <laughs> um <Get> paul <laughs> let's go i know um but uh, um and then i take um my source of estrogen is um estradiol valerie and that i take by i take by injection and that started off as every two weeks uh now i'm up to every 10 days um, and then eventually it'll be like every week as my like levels kind of balance out. Um, is that forever? Yeah. 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 My, uh, like the actual, like, um, like HR, like, yeah, like taking medicine will never stop, but I, I don't know what my like actual regimen will be later down the road. Right. It, it, it will like change for sure. Depending on, cause like the actual like transitioning part, some people think of it as like a lifelong thing. And I, I kind of like that philosophy, but like the actual, like, bodily changes mostly occur within like the first like three four years so so being a trans that's actually quicker than i thought it would be to be honest being a trans woman have your dreams changed Ooh, interesting um i don't know about my dreams i definitely like the way that i process things definitely have because like my like hormone balance has like changed drastically um i definitely like i feel like i um experience emotions differently i can like feel them more deeply and more complexly i would say um uh, and i might say that i'm like i've never really been quick to anger but like that's like so far away from like like whenever i'm like 
frustrated or like something like negative happens, like anger is like very far away from where I stay. Like like farther than than it was before. Okay. Yeah. Like I just like I don't really get angry really. But maybe I'm I, I cry a lot as well. <laughs> I'm literally going through puberty though, so you have to keep that in mind. True, true. Fair enough. Puberty round two of the sequel. So it's a lot of in- interesting stuff. It really, it really is. I mean, not, not in in a good way, right? Um, it's just a lot of stuff that I didn't know, and again, like I, I've had some clarity with having this conversation. I think it was there before, and just had to find it. And I appreciate you for that. It's it's, it's been awesome. Oh, it's great. I'm learning a lot. It's fascinating. I hope you don't you don't feel like a spectacle or something you know what i mean for the for the podcast I think like, like i don't want that to be the yeah i think it's just like making it making people aware of of what you're going through and what other people are going through yeah no no worries i'm like i i told you guys outside there's like the phenomenon of like uh the longer that like trans people have been transitioning the like less they want to talk about it because it's like just a mundane thing to them or, right like, they talked about it a lot and it was very new when they started but now it's kind of like i just a thing I do. They're like beating a dead horse. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm only like since May. So I am down to talk. Um, <laughs> which also means like um, any of these answers might be like subject to change. And I might like oh, change how I feel yeah. down the road. But or yeah, could this it like anything in life, opinions are. Yeah. Could help other people throughout their journey, honestly. Yeah. That's and really I hope this is a good I outlet am. for you too. Just to, you know, I, I hope we're not making it worse. You know, yeah. <laughs> not at all. You guys have been great. Um, but yeah, that's. And do you guys have any other questions? Uh, I mean, we're a little bit over the hour, but I mean, honestly, I, I, I can't think of anything else. I mean, uh, I'm glad you brought up the point about like, like right at towards the end about just young children being able to take hormone blockers. Cause I, I would have completely forgot about that. I think that's like one of the big, one of the biggest controversies in America, um, at least for people who are conservative or Republican and stuff like that. Uh, but I, I honestly, I don't have any more questions. The biggest thing for me, and again, I'll say it again, is that you're happy and that's what makes me happy is the fact that you are. That's. I was going to say, the one string of questioning I was going to go down, which I, I honestly don't even want to now because it would take so long, is how the the government and the world and all this comes into it and how, like, the medical field and, like, costs and insurance and all these different things and how these corporations handle it. But I don't... I, there's not enough time, and I don't <laughs> want to go down that road because... But I'm I'm willing to make an uneducated guess that that part is very difficult, too. Yeah. Um, maybe that's the next time I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. For sure. Jesse, you got anything else? Oh, like, once again, too too many other things. And I can't even... There, there was another big one that I can't remember right now. I don't know. But, Daphne, did yeah. you have any questions for us? Oh. Um, throughout the throughout the whole thing? Or anything else you want to say to, to anyone else who's listening? Uh, I guess to you guys, do you guys feel like you have like a more comprehensive understanding of like trans people now, or how do you guys feel after this conversation? I th- I think my my biggest takeaway is still the the gender thing and the because I remember saying and I feel like an asshole now in hindsight. I remember we've had this conversation here where I talked about like, hey, if I if I mess up if I mess up and say sir like you shouldn't be mad at me. If I make one mistake, you shouldn't be mad at me as long as I correct myself afterwards. Like if I say, oh, sir, blah, 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 and and the person is like, actually identify as this, then I apologize and go from there. And now I'm kind of realizing that that's still harmful me making the mistake in the first place, and I probably shouldn't just make those assumptions. And that's honestly, the, that's the biggest takeaway for me from this. I'll agree with you there. 
don't know. It's just um, everyone has their own journey, and, and people just need to be mindful of that, that we're all going through it together, and we forget about that. When, when I, I had, got the, Yeah, we're all fucking humans, yeah, right? When just I, going through this, going through this together. Yeah, and I, it's definitely, like, something that I've thought about a lot more than, like, your average cisgender person has, so, like... Because it's like my life, so I mean, of mm-hmm. course that there, are the, of course there are these like blind spots. But I'm glad that you guys are open to listening. No, it's not something. It's not something I think about all the time. Exactly. It's never in my. It's never on my radar. Yeah. Like, again, you're one of the first people I've met that's going through this process. And honestly, like, in a couple of years down the road, like, I mean, and even now, it's just Daphne. It's Daphne. And, and even after the first day when I found out about it, like, I didn't know what to think. I'll be honest, mm-hmm. because I've never worked or been around someone who was. Yeah. Um and. It, ever since then, for the I mean, I'm like 99 percent. It's Daphne, 99.9.9999999 9, percent. Like, like I said, I worked I messed up a few times, but it's Daphne, and that's what it is. There's, I mean, there's you're happy yeah. and love, love, love is the biggest thing. And I was about to bring that up with Juan Leon last or on Thursday. If we can all just love together, as opposed to try and love individually, like let's just all come together. I don't know. I know that's kind of a side subject, but um, that's all I got, Daph. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for being on. Thanks for sharing your story. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a great time. And uh, everyone, if you like, I mean, if you please like and share this video to anyone and everyone in your contacts list on your cellular device, your cyborg device, you are part of uh, AI. You know oh what I'm saying? God, Paul. Um, you are them. <laughs> but please, please uh, share the shit out of this video if you like this video. That's the best thing you can do to support Talk Junkies. We're slowly making our gain towards a thousand subscribers. We're right mm. at 671. Um, Randy Walsh just sent me a second book. It's upstairs. I'm going to put it down here next week. Nothing uh, planned for next week, but we're going to make it happen. We're going to get a lot of nice guests coming your way. You talked about starting a podcast. I hope that you do. And that in a month it has more subscribers than oh us. Just to hurt Paul's feelings. <laughs> yeah. Just to hurt Paul. It won't hurt my feelings. Oh it my won't. Gosh. I'm just. I'm just updating. Uh, I'm just. You know what I'm saying. We work. We work very hard. I can uh, tell. Paul the, works very hard. Yeah, for the past three years. So, and it's not even about money. It's just about spreading people's message and their in their knowledge, honestly. But um, to all our junkies out there, stay fly and ring the bell.